Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Have you ever been doubted and found a way to prove people wrong? So did Duke Thomas, who's an undrafted free agent and found a way through his perseverance, hard work, and the use of manifestation to help him be a five-year NFL player. And I had the opportunity to speak with Duke in this episode of the yeah, Esports yeah, Talk. Yeah. Hold up. Welcome back into Iggy Sports Talk. I'm your host, Jake Nizuski, or Iggy for short. And if this is your first time watching or listening to Iggy Sports Talk, in each and every single episode, I try and look at the deeper aspects of sports and help shed light on inspiring stories just like Duke's to help you learn how to overcome adversity, strive for your dreams, and ultimately live each and every single day to the fullest. Doesn't matter if you're an athlete or or if you're just a regular person, just like I am, we're all just trying to find a way to live each and every single day happy, overcome those doubters, and ultimately make our dreams a reality. And Duke Thomas was able to do that through lots of perseverance, hard work, and the use of manifestation. He was an undrafted free agent and found a way to be a five-year NFL player. And I had the opportunity to speak with Duke about his experiences in the NFL, how he didn't allow the self-doubt to get to him, and much, much more. Now, without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Duke Thomas. I am here with five-year NFL vet and the owner of Duke NRG, Duke Thomas. So how are we doing today, Duke? I'm doing well. Doing great, man. I'm glad to be on. Yeah, appreciate you coming on, man. And, you know, I, I wanted to start off... Uh, this conversation, you know, I, I mentioned it, you know, in the intro, you're, you're a five-year NFL vet and you now work uh, mainly in solar and, you know, are, are an entrepreneur, but I, I'm curious from, you know, where you are right now in your life, in your career, what is your main passion and why you believe? Yeah. Um, I would say the entrepreneurial mindset has been still to me since I was young. Um, and being an athlete, I kind of feel that's we are entrepreneurs in a sense. Um, our body is just our business. Um, so where I'm at now is just kind of taking that and actually putting it into business. So um, me having my own company, which is a construction and a renewable energy company. And actually recently this year, since 
we last spoke, um, I partnered back up with my agent, and I'm actually doing stuff in the sports sports uh, agency world. So NIL marketing and representing guys as well. So I'm uh I'm just trying to stay busy. And the entrepreneurial the entrepreneurial mindset is definitely definitely instilled in me. Um, every day is a, every day is a hustle, and I love it. To give a little bit of an insight to the listeners, Duke and I met each other uh, in Dallas, Texas. I was doing work with Bally Sports during the high school national signing week. And uh, I, I think that, you know, now hearing that you're you know, part of your partner in an agency, being able to help some of those younger athletes and help them maneuver around some of these, you know, contractual things, now NIL, and, and just really being able to help them um, throughout the process from your experiences, it just makes it much, probably much more gratifying for you looking back. Absolutely. You know, um, the reason why I got back involved in sports is um, helping guys transition when they get done playing ball. Um, it's not the easiest thing for guys to do. Um, athletes, we, we tie ourselves to that identity so often. Um, so figuring it out is a, is a tough road. Um, I'm fortunate enough to, you know, find my passion and that being a renewable energy and construction and finding something that I can be successful in. Um, and then tying back into the, the sports realm is passing that story on, um, helping guys that are affiliated with our agency also make that next step in their career. Because, I mean, playing sports is only so long of our lives, mm-hmm. uh, we have so much more life to live. And I feel like that identity aspect is something that not only when I talk to retired players, but even players who are still playing right now, uh, yeah. I usually hear from the older players when I ask them about what is what advice would you give to your younger self? They always say finding out who I am. And I feel like, especially for a lot of, you know, the, the high school players, the college players, they're so tied into just wanting to achieve that goal of being an NFL player that, you know, once they get there, you know, there's, there's all the aspects of needing to, you know, work hard to compete against others. And, you know, obviously, especially with football, it's a week by week sort of job and you're competing against your coworkers. And so I I feel like, especially with the kids that you're talking with and, you know, different people who, who have aspirations to be NFL players, they do, it's tough to even figure out who you are with everything that's going on around you throughout that process, just to even get to the league. That's right. That's right. I mean, um, speaking on myself and my experience, you know, when you're going through it, you don't think about the future because you're just in, you're, you're you're engulfed in it. You know, mm-hmm. um, you start. It's interesting when you say that the older guys get in the tail end of their careers, you know, they start thinking about life at the football a bit more because there's things that happen throughout that process that allows you to realize that this isn't just the game that you fell in love with when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. It actually is a business. Um, there are things that begin to shift and change that makes you start thinking like, hey. Um, I may need to start thinking about some other things, some other avenues down the road. Right. And it's, it's really a huge, it's actually good for these kids to start thinking about that earlier. And we're starting to see that transition. Um, mm-hmm. Now that I have been in the sports world and working some in this NIL space, there are kids out there that's actually looking at life after football, how to build their brand and how to leverage themselves in college while they have the helmet on. Um, and that's one of the biggest things that I harp on is you can actually make that transition easier on yourself if you start earlier. Um, because again, everyone wants your autograph at this point in time. Let's make that happen now versus when you're done and no one wants to talk to you anymore. <laughs> so it's um, I'm right there with you, man. It's uh, it's interesting. Um, it's, I just want to keep continuing to spark that conversation to get guys to start thinking about that transition sooner. And, you know, with those 
younger players, uh, especially preparing to go into college or the league. I'm curious what some of the main advice uh, that you give to them outside of maybe the financial, the NIL sort of stuff and more of uh, the mental and, and personal stuff that that you learned, you know, reflecting on your time in the league. Right. So the biggest thing that I do, man, I just I try to dive into their psyche. Um, it's hard for it's hard to tell a guy to think about plan B when they're in plan A. Uh, because again, I just know how I was thinking is that when you start thinking of plan B, you would believe to yourself that, oh, I'm not working as hard on my plan A. Um, so my biggest thing is just trying to help those guys to start trickling trickle that thought. Um, I'm not saying you have to go for it because you don't want to push yourself, put yourself in a predicament where you, you're on both sides of the fence. Um, but it's, it's very good for them guys to start thinking like, what am I also interested in? Um, that's probably, that's kind of the early seeds I start putting in these guys' heads to start getting ready for that transition because everyone um, doesn't doesn't do it as well as others. Right, and you you know I I feel like especially the preparation as an athlete of being able to learn that discipline, being able to you know learn those hard work sort of aspects just just in life in general can can help yeah. people really in any aspect of their life. But you know for you you know going into the league you you were undrafted, and I'm I'm yeah. curious you know I I saw a uh, caption of one of your Instagram posts and it says uh, find a way, make a way, and you know I feel like there's a lot of people if they are in a situation where they're undrafted, it's easy to get discouraged and think the dream is over. But for you, how did you not get discouraged and just keep on moving forward? Um, To be honest with you, man, and it just instilled in me early. Um, I never really had the easy way out. I've always been athletic, um, but I was never the biggest kid. Um, I was able to run, but I always wasn't this deep, fastest kid. Um, So I always had to find a way to overcome and be successful. And I just took it as another opportunity to prove people wrong. Um, and that's something that these guys got to continue to live by, especially when you get into that locker room. When every day is a competition. Um, your teammates, yes, they're your teammates. Yes, you want to be successful with them and win games. But ultimately, you're not going to touch that field unless you beat someone out. So find a way, make a way, essentially me coming into the league undrafted, essentially written off, not really supposed to make a team. And then – showing up, showing out, having that confidence and believing in myself. And that's right there. That that piece transitions to, to everything else in life. It's very important to move and associate yourself with that kind of mind frame of thinking. And especially once you did break through into a league, I'm, I'm curious if there was any like advice that you got from, from any of the older players or coaches uh, that you really took with you and, and, and helped – you know, uh, attribute to some of your success during your playing career? Absolutely. You know, um, just talking to other guys that's, that were in a league before me, um, and they will all tell you, and I would tell guys today, it don't matter how you get in. Um, it's all about what you do once you're there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once you actually have the opportunity to get on the field with the rest of those guys, in between the lines, it, it's time for you to take, take advantage of your opportunities and shine. Um, once you're out there on that field, no one's really trying – the guys out there with you don't care if you were undrafted or a first-round draft pick. They want you to get the job done. Um, so that was the biggest thing for me, just knowing that I have to first take care of the guys to my left and to my right, and then that will shine on the tape, and then that will capture the eyes of the coaching department and eventually personnel department, right? So so that's 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 something that I continue to tell guys now. Um, we actually had a kid we signed undrafted 
um, this year. And that's the first thing I told them. You know, when you get there, arrive and play with confidence. And when you're out there on the field between those lines, it don't matter how you got there. And, you know, I, I feel like especially with everybody's different journeys, um, it's so, some journeys are easier to have confidence than others. When you're told that you're the best player each and every single day, you know, wherever you went to high school, wherever you went to college, it's easy to have that confidence. But, you know, for different people who have gotten beaten down throughout their journey or, or have been uh, looked over uh, others or have started to allow, you know, self-doubt to creep in, you know, especially for for you know, your journey as an example, you know, going in undrafted for you, how, how was, how, how did you find a way to not allow that doubt to creep in and still stay confident uh, in your skill and, and know that no matter how your journey has begun to get you into the league, you, mm -hmm. you need to still fight for your shot and, and show the coaches that you have the confidence and that the doubt isn't going to creep in. Absolutely. Well, the doubt, the doubt has crept in on me before, to be completely honest with you. And it just goes back to preparation. Um, the more I prepared, whenever I did feel that, I just knew I had to get back out there and work harder um, to to alleviate myself from that feeling. Because um, one thing that football teaches you, it's the more you put in and it's harder for you to surrender, it's the more you're going to get out. Um, and out, outworking someone is a real thing, especially when it comes to sports, when it comes to life. So that's something I, I, that really helped me alleviate that doubt um, to allow myself to put my best foot forward when I stepped out there on that field to be confident and to play to the highest ability that I'm capable of. Um, so that is something that that's, I mean, that's a very strong value when it comes to sports and comes to life. Um, being prepared, taking the extra mile, doing the extra work, showing up early, leaving late, you know, being there with that, with that I'm hungry mindset. Yeah, that's one thing. As as an athlete, I played I played baseball growing up, and I didn't make uh, my two middle school teams. And anytime I went up to a plate, you know, during my high school career, I just thought about that and used that feeling of doubt that others had in me to fuel me and and sort of uh, create grit in, or or you know uh, motivation in, in my chest. And from from you know your experience, and also from you know the advice that you give to some of the some of the athletes that you work with in the agency, I'm curious how how you try and help them use that doubt to fuel them. Absolutely, there's way there's two ways to look at any event that happens in your life. You know, you can take it from that perspective of pity or um, self doubt, or you can look at it from the way that you're saying it, where you can add fuel to that fire. Um, so it's funny, I mean, it's. It's, hard, it's, a, it's a hard game to play because there's a lot of when – you, when you experience something like that and you get hit and you fall down, it's hard to pull yourself back up. But once you do so and you know that, man, I can take this loss as a lesson or I can actually – or I can self-pity myself and go into a, a downward spiral. Um, being high performers, being – and chasing that dream – you can't allow yourself to fall into that downward spiral. You got to allow. You got to really take it on the chin and make it fuel to that fire. Let it amplify your drive and your hunger, and get back out there and just work and continue to go after it. Because the thing is, man, being released from teams over and over, but also having that drive. Um, one of the most unique situations I ever had was being released from Arizona, having my coach get emotional because he knew I deserved to be there. I've never had that experience. And then that following year, him, him himself actually called me and say, look, man, I, I want you to come back because I know what you're going to bring to that table. Um, and I could have taken that as, 
a downward spiral defeat kind of op- uh, opportunity or just or I could take that as fuel to my fire and find a way to be successful. Ultimately, I didn't go back because of I decided to take that lesson and fuel it into my business. And it was an empowering moment for me to say, you know what? I'm better than that situation. My coach knows what I'm capable of, but I'm going to take this fuel and my capabilities and push it somewhere else um, and continue to tell these lessons and these life lessons to guys and teach them how to use these experiences to build yourself up versus letting it tear you down. Yeah, that's powerful. And, you know, I, I bet that experience gave you closure of, of, you know, getting released in that moment. And, you know, saying that I always, you know, try and tell myself is everything happens for a reason. You know, the the dots are all going to connect. And I think Steve Jobs said, he said, uh, you you can't connect the dots and look at, you know, the future, you you know, you can only look at them backwards. You can't look at them forwards. And, you know, I think that's so tough, especially when you're a professional athlete and you're on a week by week sort of job where you could get released, uh, you know, week two, and then, you know, get signed for week three. And, you know, I feel like it's been really cool to see, you know, football specifically, um, even though it is such a hard and gritty sport, being able to see some of the emotional aspects of some players, because I bet you've heard this throughout your time, you know, not only being in the league, but being an athlete, you know, if you show any sort of emotion or any sort of weakness, you're soft and being able to uh, have openness to show your vulnerability and, you know, have, you know, your brothers or your teammates around you to be able to help lift you up and, but feel comfortable to be able to talk about your feelings when you maybe are feeling down. Absolutely. I mean, it's tough to deal with because even, for instance, you were to get released, you have to compartmentalize that for the opportunity to when you get signed somewhere else, you want to be, you don't want to be a cancer in a locker room. You want to bring energy. You don't want to be an energy vampire. And even when you get to that new locker room, you got to also try to figure out and learn the dynamics in that place and knowing that you probably were released somewhere to be, that show up to our new team, right? So that is a very, um, Weird, it's interesting dynamic being someone that has to experience that versus being someone that is a first round draft pick that never really understands that side of the token. Um, so it's it's very it's very interesting and it's very a lot of guys, personally speaking, learn to compartmentalize those emotions, which is a lot to unpack once you decide that okay, I'm done with this or what am I going to do next? Because it's so much you got to deal with going through that journey especially that feeling of feeling good enough and you you know at the end of the day it it is a job you know there is you know at, you know in the regular season there's 50 spots in in training camp there's 90 spots and you know it's it's a numbers game and um you know i i think as well um being able to use those experiences to make you better for the future and and to be able to use them to help others like you're doing and you know i i i i always whether i'm talking to fans or you know other people who, who who cover you know different sports there's always sort of an idea of what being an nfl player is like and i bet for you you know throughout your journey trying to get into the league you you probably thought in your mind or visualized in your mind this is what being an nfl player is like and um i bet you know now after your time in the league there's a lot of things that you didn't expect uh, going into the league. And I'm curious, what are those things? Absolutely. You know, being on this side of the, actually until in my career, I started having a really good relationship with my agent. So asking him the questions, what is he being told? What's going on behind the curtain? 
Because being an athlete, you really don't know outside of the conversations you have with your coach what is really going on. Um, and a lot of times, depending on the organization, your coach don't control who makes the team, who doesn't make the team. And actually being on this side of the business now is good for me to actually start learning and seeing what happens behind that curtain. What is actually the business side of this that dictates a lot of these guys' futures? And to your point, it's a limited amount of roster positions, job opportunities for a lot of talented guys. And it does come down to a number game. And it does come down to the back, the back office. Again, they have jobs that they're fighting for. So they want to get their guys in the building. Some other guy want to get his guy in the building. And again, it doesn't matter for some, for some guys how well you play on that field because, like I said, it may not be the coaches making that decision. Mm-hmm. So it's good for me to be on this side of it to keep these guys' morale up, um, allow them to control what they can control, and then just hope for the best. Because sometimes, like I said, it comes down to a number game, and you never know how it could shake out for you. Personally speaking, I kind of see both sides of that story. So it's um, it's interesting, and I want to, and that's the reason again I, I echo to these guys. Um, find find other things that you are potentially interested in and passionate about, but never quit making the main thing the main thing. Right. Uh, but also remember, you can only control what you can control and allow that to be your anchor going through that NFL free agency. You never know what's going to happen kind of uh, moments. And that's one aspect that I think not a lot of fans fully understand. And, you know, I, I'm st- I'm still learning it myself. But even for some of the new leagues like the USFL, the XFL, it's been really interesting to talk to some guys who play in that league and, and hear about the politics aspect. And it's not always one guy's better than the other. It's this guy has more notoriety. He'll, he's going to get the ticket sales. He's going to get the TV sales. So that is why he is on the field compared to maybe somebody who's more talented than him. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, and it's, it's a, again, it comes down to me having to educate some guys that are stuck behind that eight ball. Cause again, um, that happens in business. Um, people are going to do business with people that they like and know and trust. And you hear it all the time when people will tell you, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. Mm-hmm. And that is something that still holds true into the world of sports. Um, so it's also something like I was saying, you got to try to get these guys to also understand you may have to play the game. Um, try to get out there, get in the community to make yourself more of a notable individual. So try to combat that. Um, there's ways to just try to be proactive. And then there's sometimes you get stuck behind that eight ball. And when you are in that situation, it's good to have something else that you are thinking about doing. Um, so you're not stuck into that that downward spiral I mentioned earlier. It caught into that rut um, of not knowing what you want to do next. Because again, I do want to paint these pictures into any athlete that may be listening or that we represent. You will never, you can't play football forever. You can't play baseball forever. You can't play whatever sport forever. So it's also something that you got to take a look at it into the reality lens that maybe this may be that moment. It may not be this moment right now, but regardless, I have to figure out who I am after this. You know, I think that's so key. And I I bet, you know, when you when you say that there's people who are like, well, where do I start? And, and at least for myself, you know, I, I'm not on the athlete side of it. But, you know, I, I changed my major during my junior year of college and, you know, right. had to figure out what I wanted to do in sports and really tried to channel what, you know, 
fueled my fire. What, when I woke up, I was inspired to do. And, you know, that took a lot of different experiences that I liked and I didn't like. And I feel like those experiences at times, guys are so used to, at least in a sports aspect, doing something that they're good at. Then Mm -hmm. when they try all these different things, it's easy for them to get discouraged and be like, all right, you know, I'm done with this. But you you have to go through those experiences so you know what you like and what you don't like. That's right, man. The game of life is interesting. Uh, Once you get out of that that sports world, you have to take the, the hardest thing and the first thing you must do is just taking a chance on, you have to pick something. Um, it, it won't be, it may not be the thing, but once you step into that journey, it allow you to start getting out of that rut and start figuring out, okay, I may like this. No, let's go figure this one out. Um, maybe this was my degree. Let's go check it out. Maybe not, you know? And what I try to get guys to understand is back to who you know and may not what you know, lean into your network. Um, and that's why I tell these guys a lot of times it's better to start thinking about it again earlier than later because you want to continue to build those relationships because people want to help you. Um, and you know this being an athlete, um, athletes tend to be better businessmen or work within the team or be employees. So people want to work with an athlete. Um, as long as you know how to channel that into the next workplace or venture, you're the, you're, preferred, you're the preferred person that people want to bring into their organization. So it just takes that first step um, for a lot of people like yourself. You may It may not have been the first thing, but eventually you landed um, where you're at now with DraftKings and then doing your things with podcasts. I mean, it just takes opportunities for guys to start venturing out into that world of what's next. And, you know, I, I think the Nike slogan works perfect with this. Just do it. Because that's one thing, even when yes. I first got behind the mic, I mean, I always watch back like my first podcast or my first video. And it is so different, so different. And that is the one thing, too, is like it, it you got to go through those roller coasters. And, you know, it's not always going to be smooth sailing. But then, you know, if, if you know, somebody's listening was your, was your athletic career smooth sailing? No, you know, life isn't like that. And so, you know, I feel like sports is such a great metaphor for life. You know, people always say that, but trying, trying a lot of different things and not expecting it to be perfect, you know, immediately, as well as, you know, another thing that I saw, um, it was either a tweet or is either a caption on your Instagram. Uh, you said, visualize it first. And, you know, for myself, um, manifestation has been a revolutionary thing in my personal development, uh, journey and my career development journey of, you know, visualizing something before it's already happened. And I just think that method is so powerful. Oh, man, no question. You know, I've actually went on to, um, I don't know if you heard of the 75 hard challenge. I've, I've ventured into that and it has, um, meditation had to be built into the 75 day challenge. Um, and I've always been a visualizer when it came to sports, but not very, not very much so in business, but it has definitely propelled me into a different, um, position the way I maneuver throughout my day, being able to do so. Um, and it's always been a big thing for me, whether I was in the float tank, uh, floating and thinking about my plays or how I'm going to cover a guy when I was an athlete, but doing so on this side of it still has the same outcomes. Um, visualization is very powerful and I'm right there with you. Manifestation is something I definitely, I definitely practice. Um, I think it was something that I, I practiced when I was a younger kid before I even knew what I was doing. Right. Um, who the who 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 to say that? Why me? Why did I make it to the NFL? Mm. Now did the opportunities pan out the way I wanted? No, no. But what are the odds of me even doing that? 
what are the odds of me going to the University of Texas? I said I was, I did it. Why can't I do it again? And that's something I also tell guys, like, it's you're you're part of a, a unique group of people um, to even make it to where you are today. Don't allow something that knocks you down to continue to stop you because you've already it's proven. You're proven. Um, just figure out the next thing and just go at it. I feel like the one thing that discourages people about manifestation visualization is when they get into it and they think of. Well, you know, if if it works for other people, just writing down things and visualizing it, it immediately happens. And it doesn't immediately happen for me. Then this just is all woo-woo stuff and it doesn't work. But I actually heard uh, something and, and it really made me completely change my outlook on it because I was trying to manifest a lot of different jobs and they weren't following through. And just the whole idea of looking at it of I'm grateful that this was even an opportunity. You know, for myself, getting the opportunity exactly. to interview for all these major sports organizations that I've always dreamed of. And in my mind, I immediately went to the negative of they didn't want me. I'm not good enough without taking a step back and just being grateful that it was even an opportunity that was presented to me in my life. Absolutely, man. That's back to what we were, we were always saying earlier. Two ways to look at everything that happens to you. Um, being able to take that positive, that positive approach and operating out of that gratitude um, it, it lets you, it adds fuel to your fire. It's a stepping stone versus it, versus it being a letdown. Um, and that's something that myself and anyone, whether no matter what you're in or what you're doing, you should practice because I believe it's going to only bring, bring um, further happiness and then more opportunities for you in the future. Um, the craziest thing is even even when I was coming up, coming up to the office today, on an elevator, I can tell this guy's not in a great mood. Um, I speak, you know, speak. He looks, we hit the same button, go to the same floor. And immediately he's like, man, man, what do you do? You know, just me just being a person of positivity and gracious and gratitude, speaking to him, giving him that that energy. Turns out he gives me a business card. He's in venture capital. And now we're going to have a meeting later. To talk about real estate development. So it's just things like that. You never know who you're going to meet, who you're going to bump into. And if you're not working and moving in that kind of um, that kind of light, your days could be a detriment versus you never know what what could what's on the other side of that door. And, you know, I always say uh, people are presented in our life for a reason. We never know how you know, the, the impact us, we're, we'll be able to help them, um, you know, throughout their journey. And, you know, when we met in Dallas, we, we didn't know how we were going to be able to impact each other's lives. And now we're talking, you know, six months later or so, uh, but, you know, with, you know, you exuding that positive energy and, you know, that gratitude, I, I'm curious for you, wh what is your morning routine like and how do you wake up each day to try and help you feel that way? Cause I bet there's some days where you really have to push yourself to have that positive mindset. Absolutely. You know, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I wake up, and now I visualize my first 15 minutes. Before I even do anything, I wake up, I visualize my first 15 minutes. Now, what does that look like? As soon as my feet hit the floor, brush my teeth, wash my face, grab my outfit, hit the door, go to my workout. And that's what I that's what I think of. This is gonna be my first 15 minutes. I'm gonna win. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna win. And that right there immediately puts me into that, into that, okay, I said I'm gonna do, and I did kind of mindset. And that's kind of how I start my days. Um, and it has been working for me thus far. I think it's been allowing me to be um, more visually um, in tune, uh, allowing me to kind of practice what I'm preaching when it comes to the visualization and manifestation kind of thing. 
Um, and it allows me to just stay positive throughout my day. The workouts, again, I had to start the 75 hard challenge because once I retired, I kind of stopped working out. But it has been it's been good for me, man. I've been really been energizing. Um, and the way I start my days, I think that's that's the best way I'm continuing to move forward with it. Um, it's been it's been pivotal, pivotal. I'm I'm proud of you for doing that because one of my friends is doing it right now, and you know yeah. I I I talked to him about just like the mental side of it because uh, obviously there's days where you don't want to do it and you just got to push yourself and yeah. you know whether whether that is working out out whether that is you're in a you're in a dark place and, and you just got to push through it um you know yeah. how 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 have you mentally done that in the past to you know try and pick yourself up uh to keep pushing forward. Oh man, to be honest with you, it's always been it's always been myself kind of being a self motivator and self starter. Um, I found ways to fuel add fuel to that fire. Let me spoke about it before. Um, and I'll be honest, there've been times where I have been pity on myself, but I always one thing I do is like I put a time limit on how long I can feel that way. So I always say, okay, I feel down, um, but I know for sure I got to snap out of this in a week. I never give myself more than seven days to just be in a pity party. So I know, um, and that's one thing I had told my wife well, right after I got released. I was like, man, this sucks, but it's give me a week. Like, mm -hmm. give me a week. Let me just be in my feelings. Um, and throughout that time, I was still planning on how my next steps and my journey is going to be. But I just knew that I just need a little bit of time to grieve, to figure this stuff out. And then when that, when that day eight comes, I'm hitting the ground running. I can't be waiting for this. I got to take advantage and seize the moments and seize the days. Um, so that's one of the things I, I definitely practice as well. Because when you get hit sometimes, it's unrealistic to say, oh, I'm just brush it off. Yeah. Like, it, not every not everything's going to happen that way, um, whether mm -hmm. it's a loss in the family or it's a job offer that you lost or people get let off their jobs. Um, there's just things that happen in life that isn't as easy to just rub off. Um, so I just give myself a, a time to reflect and then a, a time for me to definitely get back get back to work. Yeah. And I, th I think that reflection is, is huge, whether it's, you know, writing it down or, you know, just speaking to somebody. And, you know, for me, um, I try to put a lot of humbling reminders in front of myself, you know, throughout mm -hmm. high school and college, I worked at Dunkin' Donuts and, you know, I, I always dreamed of working in sports. And so, you know, I have my name tag of Dunkin' Donuts on my desk too. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm ever in that mindset of why do I have to do this or feeling stressed out, I look back at that and remember my humble beginning of I'm, I've always dreamed of this. So shut up, Jake, and just be grateful that you're here and that you're not at Dunkin' Donuts or something like that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Those reminders are great, man. Like just something to give you that um that that memento allow you to just snap out of it. A little reminder that I need to continue to push through. That's 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 perfect to have. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. Well, I've loved this conversation. I, I've, I've loved the insight. I, th I think a lot of people who are listening to this are, are going to gain a lot of a lot of great nuggets from this, whether you're an athlete or whether you're just you know, somebody looking to try and live this life to the fullest. But for, for yeah. anybody who wants to support your personal stuff, your business stuff, uh, where can they find all that? Oh, um, You can go to DukeNRG.com or reach out to me on socials. Um, I do a lot of stuff in the commercial solar space, construction, roofing, um, obviously a sport agency, and just try to stay busy. Um, I'm doing a lot of, primarily I'm in Texas, uh, but if it if it were to go or nationally, we do develop solar farms, wind farms. Just reach out to me. Um, I'm very I'm very um, good to work with. Want to work with people and find those opportunities. Yes, yeah, so definitely check that stuff out. And you know, 
even if you just want to reach out and say what's up to Duke, very nice guy. So definitely support him. And, uh, you know, all the best of luck to you, man. Really appreciate you coming on. Absolutely, man. Thanks, Jake. I hope that you did enjoy my conversation with Duke Thomas and it helped you get a little bit more of an inside look on the experiences of an NFL player and what it's like as an undrafted free agent finding a way to get on the active NFL roster. And you were able to take some of the things that Duke brought up in this episode and you're able to apply it to your own life. That's honestly one of the biggest reasons why I love doing this podcast. If I'm able to help you as a listener learn how to overcome adversity and learn from the lessons that were brought up in this episode, ultimately to make your life better, that is a win for me. But if you want to stay updated on everything regarding the podcast, make sure to subscribe over on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow Iggy Sports Talk over on Instagram. It's at Iggy Sports Talk. And I want to thank you so much for all the support over on my Instagram over the last week or so. It's been incredible to see the amount of views that a few videos have gotten and has been able to promote some of the positivity and some of the great positive self-talk that some NFL players do before the game, like Raheem Mostert. But as always, I greatly appreciate everybody tuning in to Iggy Sports Talk, and I'll see you and talk to you next time. Peace. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.